This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light them up, light them up, light them up. December 7, 2013. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And this week, Juan Martinez, the son of the next generation of Hoya de Nicaraguan president, Dr. Asandro Martinez Cuenca talks to us about his new cigar as we fire up the Cuanco Cinco 45 and round cigars versus square cigars. We're going to smoke the same cigar round and square, the same blend, the same cigar to a Tuga and see if there's a difference if they make it round to a square. Does shape really matter? We'll see. The hottest gifts for Christmas, past and present. And you know what's burning my ash? Ash. We'll find out. And Old Fart Freddy crosses the line and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week, tax-free Seabrook, New Hampshire, at Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist... We demand that you light up along with us. You can tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, our good friends over at The Cigar Station, that's thecigarstation.com, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. Here we go. So uh, here it is, the Christmas season, a little snow on the ground here in the uh, northeast in New Hampshire this morning. So hopefully uh, people are thinking about going out there and buying gifts for Christmas because it is the time to buy Christmas presents. And uh, more important than that, hopefully they're thinking shopping brick and mortar. Shop brick and mortar and think, get him what he really wants for Christmas. I hate buying online because you just never know what you're going to get at the end. Yeah, There's no person. There's a lot of disappointment. And then trying to return it online? Are you kidding me? The thing is, though, that's what's happening. Um, I, I hear a lot from a lot of brick-and-mortar retailers across the country, not just in the cigar business, but in all kinds of business. And uh, they're having a tough time. Um, the the uh, thought was that we were expecting about a 35 4% increase in sales um, for Christmas. That's what um, they said. They. they Whoever they is. Uh, I don't see it. Actually, uh, I see it's slower than normal. The roads are slower than normal. So if you haven't done it yet, go see your brick-and-mortar stores, whatever they sell, and uh, take care of them. Keep them in business because uh, things are tough out there all over for sure. So uh, here we go. We're going to try something we have never done before. And my friend Victor Vitali from Tortuga Cigars, uh, Tortuga 215, whatever that means, 215. Uh, I think it's a birth date or something. Maybe it's like uh, where the pot smokers have 420. Maybe cigar smoking time is 215. And (laughs) Victor's launching this as a a new cigar smoking protocol. But um, he makes his regular Tortuga uh, that uh, has been uh, all the rage, Ego Chuck, all the rage this year and uh, selling very, very well for us, uh, the Tortuga. Uh, This is the Reserva, Victor Vitale's Tortuga 215. 
and he came to visit us a couple of weeks ago, and he had some cigars with him, and he says, here, have one of these. And I said, is this something new? And I was smoking it, and he said, no, no, it's the same cigar. It's just uh, hasn't been box-pressed yet. So, Does he box-press them himself in the basement? What's going on? No, I don't know how they do it, but this is uh, around uh, Tortuga. And he says, wow. uh, yeah, I'm thinking i actually coming out with it uh, in the round. See the little cedar sleeve on it? Yeah. So he was going to do a, a cedar version with the cedar sleeve on it. Probably should take that off before you light it. Yes, you should. And, and there's a uh, ribbon on each of the cigars, so you should certainly take them off. But here's the same exact cigar, same blend. Same everything. One's round. One is square. Tortuga. Uh, it's the Turtle Islands in the Caribbean. Uh, forms a part of Haiti, uh, off the northwest coast of Española. Okay. The island covers an area of 69 miles with a population of 25,000 people. I don't know if that's where uh, he's getting the Tortuga name. Relatively new cigar. Yes. Yet it's it the Reserva. A- now. Lots of companies do this, and I'm going to ask you as the authority, why would you put the name Reserva on your first launch? Because now you've burnt that bullet. You can no longer come out with the limited Reserva because this is the Reserva. This is it. It's already there. So, hey, be interesting to see where he goes from here. Do you go regular? Yeah, I don't know. This is the regular version. Might as well come out with the best in the first place. We'll charge more for the regular version. The reserve is less money. Yeah, I don't know. He introduced this at this year's IPCPR trade show. Uh, it was not a contender for the cigar year for us because it came in much too late. Yeah. To be, but, but a great cigar nevertheless. Uh, Tortuga is offered to appointed merchants across the globe only. So Victor chooses who he wants. Um, this is not a big, giant brand that's going to have huge volumes of cigars. It's a small, micro brand, and that's what he decided to do. He went off on uh, uh, leaving the area of New Hampshire where he operated his uh, cigar agency for years, um, sold off his brands. I was so impressed with them, I bought them. <laughs> uh, sold the distribution company to the folks at Hammer and Sickle, where he was doing the, his distribution for them, along with other people, and decided, you know what, I'm going to go on the, on the micro brand uh, myself uh, with his dad and uh, did it with the Tortuga line. Currently, four sizes available, all box press, a 5x54, a 6x56, a 6 and a half by 58 and a 6x60, all box pressed. Um, with more coming soon, the new ones will be round as opposed to box pressed, but in the same original format and, and um, blend that they exist. This production factory is made in Honduras, yet this is an all Nicaraguan cigar. We see everybody gravitating to Nicaraguan tobacco. It is hot. And that's what everybody's on, and this is uh, the direction Victor went into, the wrapper Nicaraguan, binder Nicaraguan, fillers in Nicaraguan. Uh, what he did do different on this is um, 27 cigars in a box. That is, it is unique. Yeah, 27 cigars in a box. Um, the, the odd one is that Padron has 26 in a box. This is one better, 27 in a box. It, it, I guess if you want to look at it like that, like you're going to pick a best one. I guess one One's more better. is yeah. better. Don't you remember on, uh, what was that movie? Um, uh, well, I know from a personal experience when I kick Chuck Morrison's butt every week by yeah. one point, uh, I know that makes me better. And so, if, you, if you kick his butt by two points, it's one better. 
I guess that would be one better. But what am I thinking of the the, the um, rock rockumentary? Um, oh, Chuck, help me out here. What do you got? The uh, it, it was a documentary about a a, um, a rock band. And they turn their amps up from 10 to 11. Oh, um, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. <laughs> so they had an amplifier with they 11. They went to 11, and they said, yeah, this is one better because it right. goes to 11. He says, well, it, it's as far as it goes. It's 10 or 11. Right. It doesn't matter. It goes as high. No, no. It's obviously one better. Mine goes to 11. <laughs> so obviously so would- 27 is better than 26 is what you're saying. So right away you're thinking we should be comparing this to Padrone. Why? Because you compared it oh. to Padron with the 26. Okay. Now it's 27. Are you saying that he's thinking Padron when he makes it? I don't this? know. I'm thinking of it. Because that is <laughs> that is a death sentence right there. Well, Padron is the is top of the food chain when it comes to Nicaraguan cigars. Let's see. This is a lot less pricey. And uh, it's beautiful. Aesthetically it is. beautiful. It is. Uh, uh, we smoked a cigar this morning. We won't mention any names, but not aesthetically beautiful, but smoked unbelievable. Delicious. So... Does the beauti- beautifulness of the wrapper, does the perfection of the wrapper add to or take away from the actual taste if we took the band off this? I would say to the average consumer it does because, okay. you know, you look at whatever you look at. We, we, first impression is is aesthetics, right? Yeah. So you look at it aesthetically and you say it's beautiful. Let me pick this up. I mean, it's beautiful. It is. Uh, silky, beautiful wrapper, I would say. Uh, I'm going to say comparison right away looks better as a box press. If we're going to go comparing box press to round, looks better as a box press. Kind of a soft box press, no hard corners on it, more box smushed. You would say more expensive. It's the same exact band. It's yeah. the same exact everything. the same about it, but it's, uh, it looks better box pressed. I'd pay more for the box press. There we go. If I was a consumer. So I wonder how he'll price the small one. So let's cut our cigars. We're going to smoke them both at the same time. Yep. Uh, It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So I'll begin to cut my cigar, and we cut above the cap each time. Um, You know, is, is there a cigar cutter made to cut box press cigars better than... There is not. There is not. Because you notice that was a little kind of a box press cigar is kind of different maybe, cutting. Maybe we need to get a square cutter, specially made for box press cigars. Then you'd have to think in terms of does it is it different cutting a Nicaraguan cigar versus a Dominican cigar? I don't so think we need so. A, but we need I, a cutter for Dominican cigars. But I think the, the cigar cutter cut a lot better on the round cigar. Than it did on the box press cigar. Kind of we might be getting a little too deep on nah, this. I think uh, we got something here. If, if there's something needed, uh, let's uh, make a special cutter just for box press cigars. Well, this lighter right here, I feel, is designed for box press lighting. Oh, really? Because it's a quad. Oh, jet. it is. It's for jet, so it's made actually for the for a box press cigar. This is the injector. It comes in at under thirty dollars, twenty seven ninety nine. Uh, it is four jets. There's little flanges on the inside that allow the uh, flame to turn colors. So you end up with a little orange, a little red, and that allows you to see the flame against a green background or a blue background, for example, if you were to golf. Yep. Or, in and my case, when I snow blow, I have the hardest time lighting a cigar outside when I'm snow blowing because that white background of the snow, the blue flame gets completely lost. Yeah. Anything outside, so it, it gets tough. So it was actually uh, a good move to add a little color to it. 
Is there something that adds the blue color to, to a lighter to begin with? Uh, that is the, the color of the flame indicates the temperature at which it is burning. Blue is, and Paul Beasley, check, check my uh, notes on this, blue is the hottest flame. So blue is when it burns blue, it's burning at the hottest. Now, interesting thing, it's burning red, which is a cooler flame, really actually pretty good for lighting a cigar because the closer you can get to match combustion, which we try not to touch the flame directly to our cigar anyway because we want to get close to match combustion so we don't scorch the tobacco. But this, this flame is going to burn a little bit cooler. But something has been added to make that flame red. It's not yeah, the- it's, it's uh, a little bit of air. That, that those little flanges interrupt the airflow and force the flame to burn cooler. So I'm lighting two cigars, and my cigar, my lighter is actually getting a bit hot because I'm lighting two cigars at once. Just careful of your thumb there. Right. Make sure you take the lid. Speaking of thumbs, how's your thumb doing from your Thanksgiving mishap? All better. And I didn't bother going for uh, any stitches because I was scared. I was scared. That's all there is to it. So, um... Okay, I got both of the cigars lit. A box press Tortuga and Tortuga in the round. I think uh, a box pressed is better in my mouth. Yeah. Which is funny because our mouths are oblong shaped, but. Tastes interesting. The same. Tastes the same to me. We're going to have to really get into it to see, but. Does not, not taste the same. Does not taste the same to you. There is a subtlety to the round one different from the box one. And it could be because I keep going box press round. So I'm going to go round to box press this time. Are you doing it? Not yet? Lighting. 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 Um, I want our viewers to know that uh, you can get the Ustream app and search the Cigar Authority. You can watch the show on your smartphone with the Ustream app live. Live. You can watch it live. You can participate in the chat box live on your iPad, your Kindle if it has the web browser, on your uh, Android tablet. You just get the Ustream app. You can watch live. You can chat live. I was able to on watch. On your phone? I watched. I watched, yeah. I was driving. So I participated <laughs> in the show uh, while uh, Jeremy Soares was filling in for me when I went up to that wedding. I watched the two hours while I was driving just on cell phone connection. On Ustream? On, U- on the Ustream app. How about on, um, we're now on YouTube, right? Well, we're on YouTube afterwards. I, it's a real pain in the neck. I download the video, have to upload it to YouTube. It's a two-hour video, and even in Flash, it takes forever to upload. Can we go live on that? They're supposed to be able to, and I, I honestly I haven't been able to figure it out. That's going to be a January project when things slow down a little bit around right, here. January project. There's lots of places out there to, to view and listen to the Cigar Authority. But people were complaining that they couldn't watch the show on their iPads after the fact. And now we've solved that because if you have an iPad, you have the YouTube app. You can go right to our channel, the Cigar Authority, on YouTube, and all the new videos are going on there. So are there links from thecigarauthority.com to be able to take you to all these places? You will automatically now, from now on, any video that I post is a YouTube video. But live, to go to thecigarauthority.com, click that. It takes you directly to the live YouTube. Not live, because we're not live on YouTube. We're recorded on YouTube. the live Ustream. Yeah, the Ustream is live. So, yes, that takes you directly to it still. Okay. But you can watch it live. Yeah, but that's a pain in the neck with your phone 
on the web browser, if you use the Ustream app, it's easier to get to it. We need a guy to come in at the beginning of the year and fix all the things so everything works and connected and, you know, spend a day or two, do nothing but that. And then everything is going smooth. And Because all these projects become little, well, yeah, we'll fix that a little bit and a little half-done half things. And all at once, like a Band-Aid, boom, get it all done in one day. How about that? Let's add that onto our list. Okay. <laughs> we got a big list, folks. Big list uh, for the Cigar Authority because we want to move forward. We want to make the show better and work at it and do whatever. If you have anything to add to it, we want to hear your suggestions. Uh, info or Dave at thecigarauthority.com. Or Mr. J at thecigarauthority.com. Yeah, they all go to me. They do not. <laughs> I made sure that Tom, our web guy, did not forward mine to you. Really? So you want to have a private conversation with me, you either do it at Mr. J at thecigarauthority.com or hit me up on Facebook where I'm still the leader after all these years. Really? You only beat me that one time. Yeah, we're, at, uh, we're still at about uh, a little over 4,000 I'm close to 43. Yeah? About 20 away. And I'm at 42? Yeah. So losing. Losing. But that makes me 100 better. Yeah, that's right. That's all the really... Uh, so really Victor Vitali has been getting more into the blending. He's tried his hand at everything from retail to distribution. <coughs> yes, he's done it all. Uh, he started off at a cigar store when he was a young kid. His father worked at a, at a uh, cigar shop in, Pencil- in Philadelphia. And um, then he became... Uh, a rep for a manufacturer, then started his own distribution company, um, handling other people's brands, uh, along with uh, rep service that actually had multiple reps that were out on the road uh, going from store to store and selling them other people's brands. Then he brought, including his own brands that he added years later, those brands were um, Ortsac and La Mezcla Cubana, yeah. uh, both that we did very well with and, and, and worked them very hard in our area because he was a local guy. He tried to help them out. And um, a lot of the manufacturers, after they would get built up in a certain territory, decided instead of going to a rep service where they pay a commission, that they would go with their own uh, company person. And when they do that, um, the rep ends up building a brand up. And they take the brand away from them, and they have We to just saw that with uh, EPC Cigars. That's right. They so just went internal with their reps right. and uh, are no longer using a broker. Right. So that guy ends up building it up, doing all the work for it. So Victor saw that, that that was happening, and said, okay, uh, I'm going to shut down uh, the cigar agency and uh, go to a manufacturing uh, by myself um, with uh, the Tortuga brand. He has uh, another brand out there, uh, Oro. Oro Vivo. Oro Vivo, which is Amanda Sante, the movie star that um, has been in a lot, a lot of different movies, including Gotti. Um, but he has a brand out with him. It'll be interesting to see how well that goes. I understand Amand is a cigar lover, a real deal cigar lover. And um, maybe he can break the barrier because we've seen manufacturers um, put out cigars for celebrities before, and they seem to never work. You know, they, they are uh, up charging, and the guy's doing it just to really attach his name to something. Amanda um, Sante really didn't attach his name to it. Uh, just put, you know, called it a brand name as opposed to Amanda Sante cigar. 
So um, I've never met the man, but uh, they say he really loves cigars, and we'll see what ends up happening with that. But today we're going to uh, enjoy Tortuga uh, 215. I believe 215 is February 15th, maybe his dad's birthday or something. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not certain. I should have knew this answer. You don't know this answer, Mr. I don't. Jonathan, do you? The, the flavors that I'm getting on the round, it's a cinnamon stick dipped in chocolate, whereas... The box pressed one is chocolate with cinnamon sprinkled on it. <laughs> so there's there's the it's difference. A difference. It's on the obviously. round one, it's a little woodier because it's the actual cinnamon stick dipped in chocolate, whereas there's less wood involved in the box press and it's just the cinnamon already diced up and you sprinkle it on the chocolate. Yeah, you're out of your mind. But I'll tell you this. Uh, where's my flavor of the week sound effect, Chuck? <laughs> that was an official flavor of the week right there. There we go. Thank you. Brought to you by Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. What I'm finding here is the box press is burning faster. The draw on the round one is easier. Huh. Are you finding that? Look at You're looking at your ash. About the same. Oh, about the same when you look at mine. Dramatically different. Are you puffing on one more than I'm the other? I'm trying not to. I'm trying to do them both at the same time. Not at the same time. Make sure I get both of them in the, each time I draw. Mr. Jonathan is smoking them both actually at the same time. Kids, don't try this at home. Now, this is interesting. Now, this is cinnamon shavings. Oh, obviously. Off the stick, actual long shavings dipped in chocolate. Now you have Thank it. you, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. The real right. one. The real, the real one. one. Yeah. <clears throat> the, 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 the round one is much stronger. I find really? It. Yeah. Is it because the drawer is so much easier? Is Maybe. the drawer easier? The drawer is easier, right? It is My easier. My drawer is tighter on the round one than it is on the, the really? box press oh, one. It's very much easier. Yeah. Oh, and I, no. And I wonder because it's not squishing all the tobacco together. My, maybe I just got one that has a little bit of tighter draw. I'll tell you, they're kind of full body. Yeah, it's they're not. kind of full body. Kind of, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And definitely full of body from what I started with this morning. Yeah. <coughs> Go easy. Easy, boy. Um, okay, let's move on. And uh, what do you think? Can we squeeze in uh, this day in American classic history? Always ready for it. All right, let's do it. This day in American classic history. Go ahead. You can finish your intro. Brought to you December 7th. Uh, brought, to by American class, brought to you by Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen... Epic Rap Battle, and now it's time for the Epic Battle for This Day in American Classic History. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! The reigning champion. This is Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move, Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by... Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. 
Okay, December 7th today, we're going to get the closest year without going over. You guys know how this is played. Mr. Jonathan, reigning champion. Correct. You hadn't gone, you'd gone, you're losing for the year, there's no doubt about it, but you're coming on strong the past year, week after week. I'm learning how to play Chuck. This is how I play chess. Mm -hmm. I don't play chess. I play the guy who I'm playing. There we go. So uh, you're going to go first. Happened this day. Happened this day. World War II, the attack on Pearl Harbor. Today's the day. Imperial Japanese Navy attacks the United States Pacific Fleet. And it's defending Army, Air Forces, and Marine Air Forces at yeah, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Yeah, you stop Hawaii. right there. It was 1941. 1941. Two points. Thank you. Two points. Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> you looked Facebook. at in advance. You I Facebook. was all over Facebook posts this morning. 1940. Remember the movie, 1941, Jim Belushi? No. Horrible movie. Horrible. <laughs> Glad I missed it. Chuck, on to you. Born this day. Yeah. Ted Knight, American actor. Died in 1986. American actor best known for playing the comedic role of Ted Baxter on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Henry Rush on Too Close for Comfort. And Judge Snails in Caddyshack. It's Ted Knight's birthday. The late, great Ted Knight. Born this day. What year? 1912. 1912. Oh, absolutely not. He was born in 1930. Uh, you're over, Mr. Jonathan. Chuck, 1923. That's how you play oh. That's how you play it. Well played, uh, Chuck. Okay, you ready, Mr. Jonathan? I'm ready. Jerry Cheevers, anything? Oh, no. yeah. Ice hockey goalie for the Boston Bruins. Oh, crap. Where he stopped a team, uh, did he uh, backstock the team to the Stanley Cup wins in 1970 and 72. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1985. He's a cigar smoker and former customer. I haven't seen him in quite a while. Jerry Cheevers. He was born I- in. Iconic um, stitches on his hockey goalie mask. 19. 19- 1945. 1945, he says. 46. 46. You're both over. Oh. 1940. Oh, I thought for sure he'd be like 19 playing in hockey, but I guess yeah. hockey, they were they were older then. Chuck Morrison, Larry Bird, American basketball player, former professional basketball player and coach um, of the Indiana Pacers. I got uh, nothing. He's a member of the Dream Yeah, you have no idea who he is. <laughs> member of the Dream Team who won a gold medal in 1992. Summer Olympics. He's a superstar. Larry Bird, born today what year? 1961. 1961. Oh, 1945 for the win. 1945 is the win. It's 1956. Oof. So it's three to one, Chuck. Uh, we're going on to Mr. Jonathan. It's me. Paul Beasley, gun-toting fan <laughs> what? of the Cigar Authority. Uh, one of, if not the number one attended live broadcasts. Uh, yes, he formerly from Everett, Massachusetts, the man uh, who never met a cigar that was too strong. Paul Beasley. Paul Beasley was born... In 1956. 1956. 57. 57 will be the win. 1967, you guys got him very, very old. I just wanted the win. That's all you yeah, wanted. Yeah, that's what I was playing for, too. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get it dead on. Um, okay, Chuck Morris. 3-2, 3-2. 3-2, here you come. Aaron Carter, American singer, dancer, and actor. Aaron Carter's party, fame. baby. Pop and a hip-hop singer in the late 1990s. Established himself as a star among... Pre-teens and teenage audiences, Aaron's party, come and get it. That's how I beat Shaq. I want candy. Aaron Carter, birthday today, what year? Oh, God. Uh, 67. 67. 1990. Ooh, you played it wrong, Mr. John. Did I? 87. Ooh. Shaq, that's it. Oh, I Ties thought I was just going to nail it. Ties it up. Wow. He was so far off, but you should have went a little low. Yeah. 
It's a tie game. We got one to go. So who's this go to? Mr. Jonathan? Um, it goes to... Does it go to me? Yeah. goes to me. goes to you. Died this day. William D. Calhoun. Anything? No. A.K.A. Haystacks Calhoun. Died this day. Billed as six foot four, weighing six hundred and forty pound American professional oh, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trademark with a t-shirt, blue overalls, and a horseshoe necklace. Recognized of the chief pioneer in the sport of super heavyweight attraction. Often booked for matches and battle royals. Uh, the same way Andre the Giant was booked a couple of decades later. Became renowned of delivering the big splash finisher. Haystacks Calhoun. He died in 1986. 1986, he says. Oh, 87. 87 for the win. It's 1989. Wow. Chuck Morrison wins it. Nice, Chuck. This day in American Classic is brought to you by Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. American Classic Cigars are affordably priced, inspired by cigars, popular in the Americas in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body. Celebrate today, December 7th, with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. All right, this is interesting. I switched hands. <laughs> oh, so obviously it's going to change. Of course. The cigar that's in my right hand which tastes is, better Which is which one? every time. Oh, regardless if it's the round one of the I box I switched press. them. I was digging the box press before. I just switched hands. The cigar that's in my right hand, I'm a right-handed person. I smoke right-handed mostly. And I feel like there's a connection to the brain on that right side. I would say the box pressed is denser. Okay. It has a denser feel to it. It is denser. And it seems heavier to me than the round one. You said the opposite, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, I feel that the round one is stronger. Huh. Yeah. So we're very confused. I feel the round one is a little stronger as well. Yeah? <clears throat> but I agree with Dave in the sense that the, the, the round one has a better draw. See, mine, mine, I must have just got one. I mean, it's a natural product. I must have just got one that has a little bit of a tighter draw because yeah. the box press is drawing way better. All right. We're going to continue to smoke these cigars and see where they go. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we know size matters, but, but does shape My matter? My wife says size does not matter. Really? She's lying to you. Does shape matter? I'm a shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> and as you know, uh, what burns my ash? New segment. We'll tell you all about that. Old Fart Freddy is here along with news from the asylum. Debonair with Chuck Morrison. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces. Beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper that received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in Cigar Aficionado. So enjoy the 15th anniversary and the Decade. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next, how about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? 
Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... Oh, yeah. So smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is John Hart from Drew Estate, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back, smoking Tortuga Cigars in the round in box press. The shape really matter? We're going to find out. We're getting ready for Christmas, what's hot this year, and what has been hot in the past years. Uh, you know what burns my ash? We'll tell you all about that. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And uh, we're smoking Victor Vitali Cigar. It's Tortuga 215. Has it mild down for you at all? It has. Yep, me too. Yeah, mellowed out a bit. Started off a little aggressive. Yeah. It started off like there's Honduran tobacco in it. It was. It had that Honduran aggressiveness at the beginning. Which Honduran cigars normally do have that, but it, this is made in Honduras. But according to uh, Victor Vitali, this is an all-Nicaraguan puro, meaning Rapafilla binder. All of it is Nicaraguan, although made in Honduras, could, it's all-Nicaraguan. Could the process, because we know that different countries have a different history and they, they all ferment a little bit different. I'm sure. Every Could the fermentation doesn't. process of for Honduran tobacco, those guys that do it the Honduran way, generate that bite more than its Honduran ingredients? Mm. This is a question. You have something there. I don't know. I don't know. Victor's now living in uh, Pennsylvania, um, so we don't have him on the show. Even though he was around here all those times, we didn't have him on the show all that many times right. anyway. He was... Uh, Always going national and uh, traveling abroad all the time, although he was a local. Uh, he wasn't around all that much. Now, speaking of that, and uh, we just... Speaking of broads? No. Speaking okay. of going abroad, um, I saw Steve Saka this week. Oh. No kidding. And Steve Saka used to be the president of Drew Estate. Smoking citizen Steve Saka. That's right. And he, he popped in to say hello and uh, uh, how's things going, and he seemed very relaxed. And he oh, that's what, That was my question, because very he was... Very much. A year ago, oh, if he yeah. had swung by, he was very intense, very yeah. on edge. Yeah. You could set him off easy. And you're saying that he's calmed right down. Very much so. This is the old Steve Soccer I've known for many, many years ago before he got into the business. Uh, he seems to be a happier person. I would say he 
reason he's not out of the cigar business. He's out right now, uh, but I say he he's makes keeping his he's keeping his ear to the uh, to the rail. Isn't he? He's interested. He's interested in what's going on in the industry. Uh, he said, uh, how's things going this Christmas season? And I said, to be honest with you, uh, as we can see in the store right now, we have uh, regular consumers that are in here, but you don't see all that many uh, people coming in to buy Christmas gifts right now. The flip side is, and I, I run reports constantly during the week, we're not really going to see a real bump sales-wise until next week and really the week after yeah. uh, is when, because cigars, people are afraid they're going to dry out. So we have answers for that. We have answers for it, yeah. but we have ways you, can't, around you that. can't educate the consumer that isn't in here being educated. So, well, he had <clears throat> an interesting take on that of what's going on, and he said um, the reason of the slowdown on cigars this year, um, he believes, has something to do with Sandy Hook. No kidding, Sandy what? Sandy Hook, the uh, where all the people were killed. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, why, really? Why this would, is like Freakonomics right here. I love this stuff. Why would that have to, anything to do with the cigar sales? Why would it be, right? Yeah. And I was intrigued, and he said, uh, may I explain to you? And I said, please. <laughs> I, I definitely want to hear no, this. No, don't explain it. Don't yeah. start, set up with a hook like that and then just walk out. <laughs> right, right. So that's what I'll leave you guys at. No, no. <laughs> um, no, his belief was that, especially here in New Hampshire where um, you can get a gun. I mean, you don't even need a license to oh. get a gun. That um, the the most common product that we carry, cigars, and our customer base um, are into guns for the most part. And there's only so much disposable income right now. And gun sales have grown over 400% this year. Wow. 400%. So our customer base, our cigar smoking uh, brethren, um, has so much disposable income, and most likely they bought a new gun this year, or they bought mm. extra ammo. Interesting. They spent some money, and uh, sales should be a little off because that's why. That's interesting. I don't know how true it is, but I, I thought it was. Well, very, you, you think about, about it. You think about it. A guy that's smoking cigars. This is disposable income. You don't have to smoke a cigar. Right. right. You choose to smoke a cigar. You want to, and maybe your want for the gun. Itself or the ammunition or whatever the stuff that goes, silencer, whatever it is, maybe that desire trumps the desire for cigars for a little while. And uh, that's a great explanation. Very interesting. Cigar smoking citizen Steve Saka coming to the rescue. Very interesting. So we're smoking Tortuga, round and square. Very interesting. They both taste exactly alike to me. One has an easier draw, which is the round one. The other one is a little denser. Um, but it's the same exact flavor that I'm having. Really? Um, as much as I'm saying the drawer is, is easier on the round one, I'm tending to like the box press better, the feel. Hit the bell. Of what it is. Yep, I agree. Uh, you agree completely? Yep. I, I, like I said earlier, I would spend more for the box press yeah. than I would for the round one. There's something exotic about box press. There is something, dare I say, Padron-esque about the box press. Ah, Oh, really? Well, the regular stock Padron is not really that box pressed. It's kind of roundish. The, you said the kiss of death comes when you try to compare yourself. Think about with what happened when I, when I tried comparing Davidoff Nicaraguan to Padron. I was disappointed the first time I smoked it. The second time I got the idea, you know what, I'm going to smoke this thinking Davidoff, and I was blown away, and it's the same exact cigar. Wow. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Let it be what it is. Yes. It's his own thing. So this is Tortuga. It is not the next Padron. It is Tortuga. That's what it is. That's it. It's Tortuga. Has Victor ever explained to you why turtle 
I have no idea, no. Why tortuga? Tortuga is Spanish for turtle. Yes. Just odd to me. Because it moves very slowly. Maybe. Burns slow. It does burn a little slow. Yeah. The flavor expands across your palate slower than the universe. (laughs) And that's... (laughs) Is that what it is? Uh, It's that time of year. Ladies coming into the cigar shop to get the gifts. We're not seeing all that many right now, but it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen no matter what. Um, And that is what burns my ash. So let's see this week. Are you ready, Chuck? I'm ready, bro. Let's see what uh, comes this week, what burns my ash. You know, I hate it when the ladies come into the cigar shop this time of year to buy their husband some cigars for Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Buying your hubby some nice premium cigars is wicked good. But ladies, it's how you do it that burns my ass. First, it's the nose holding. Come on, it's a cigar shop. Didn't you expect some smoke? And to be honest with you, the cigars smell better than that cheap perfume you're wearing anyway, don't you think? And then, those under-the-breath comments? Oh, I hear you. It stinks in here. He shouldn't be smoking anyway. I hate these places. You think he likes fighting with a pack of old broads in Bed Bath & Beyond for that as-seen-on-TV miracle bra you just had to have? He don't. But he does it, and he does it with a smile on his face without that attitude, you sporting hussy. Then there's the price comments. I don't want to spend that much on him. But at the same time, you're pointing with that giant rock you bought you on your perfectly manicured finger, and don't forget the blowout and the root touch-up you just paid for on his plastic on the way over. You know what it costs? I know what it costs. You're not fooling anyone. But no, those cigars are too much? Come on, who are you kidding, babe? Ladies, toughen up, lighten up, and play fair. It's Christmas time, so grow up, put up, and put out. And there it wow. is. That's what wow. burns her uh, ash. Just for the record, Old Fart Freddy and I would like to object because uh, <laughs> there was no oh gods coming out of your mouth right there. And uh, she was riding the line a little bit. Oh, yeah. I like it, but... I'd like uh, Old Fart Freddy to have a little bit of dispensation on this week's Old Fart Freddy. She said it, I didn't, but she kind of hits home, right? (laughs) She does. She makes a point. We have retailers out there listening to that and know that it's true. something familiar about what she just said. Anyway, we'll see what burns her ash next week. Um, But as uh, what's going on here, we're gearing up. The Cigar Authority is gearing up for our road show beginning 2014. It's the Diamond Crown Experience, where you and a guest can join David Garofalo, Mr. Jonathan, and Chuck Morrison for a special taping of the Cigar Authority radio program during a three-day, two-night cigar smoking experience you will never forget. It includes first-class round-trip airfare for two from Boston to Tampa, deluxe first-class accommodations in Tampa, a tour of the J.C. Newman Cigar Museum that includes cigars, a tour of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory that includes cigars, dinner and a tour of the award-winning Burns Steakhouse in Florida that includes cigar, and I'm going to add to this, dessert. You actually go in the dessert room. You leave your table, and you go into another room where you enjoy dessert. Is there a separate table? Separate table. You unbuckle your pants so you can loosen up so you can get ready for it. Listen, it's a whole thing. I can't wait to join you. Uh, First-class seating at the Boston Bruins versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge in Tampa on March 8th. The only place where you can watch the game and light up a cigar, which... Obviously, is included also. We're going to smoke cigars, watch the game. This is going to be unbelievable. It even includes cigars and cocktails at Bobby Newman's home. We're going right to his house. You skipped over the most important part for the fat guy in the room here. When you're there, it's like three floors of all you can eat anything. Oh, my God, the food is unbelievable. And who were you talking about? 
I'm not mentioning any names. Oh, all right. I'm just saying if somebody were listening and they were into food, that's a big a big point right there. Yeah, I, thought, I, I thought you were calling me out there for a second. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chuck, obviously, you, like you, you've you weren't talking about me. <laughs> I did see Chuck walk in. A good stiff breeze came by, and he walked right through it. Yeah. There we He's go. packing it on right there now. There we go. Uh, <laughs> you're going to also sit in on the Cigar Authority radio show on Saturday, March 8th, live from Tampa, Florida, in the Cigar Factory itself. We may be the first to actually broadcast from the Cigar Factory. This prize is priceless, and it begins right now, and you can get in on it by coming in and buying a few cigars at our shop and get entered into win. Uh, if you're far away and you can't make it, just... Buy them online if you want. Buy a few cigars to get in on it. Um, cigars, they must be obviously Diamond Crown cigars, Correct. which include Diamond Crown, Maximus, and Julius Caesar, which we just got in the new Julius Caesar. Ooh. Uh, the 1895 Perfecto, that's a shape cigar, the first one that they ever made originally in 1895, and they made just for the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounges, where I believe we'll be next week broadcasting from. Yep. Uh, the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge, which is a two-guy smoke shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, that cigar is a Available there and only there right now. Uh, winner will be drawn on the Cigar Authority radio show on January 25th, 2014. It's going to be here before you know it. It's going to be here before you know it. That specific shape was the shape that Julius Caesar uh, Newman smoked. That was his cigar. Yes, yeah. And, and the first that they made. So it's a perfecto. It's pointed at both ends. It's the old-fashioned looking thing. And um, I've smoked a cigar before. Oh, that's unbelievable. Was, very, very nice. So uh, there we have There's it. a cigar where the shape matters. It's a whole different animal. If you think you like Julius Caesar, you smoke that Perfecto, you love Julius Caesar. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Okay, I'm smoking two cigars at once. Kids, once again, don't try this at home. Ah, try it. Yeah? Yeah, you got to live once. Well, do it. It's very interesting. A little dead air, you, but yeah. smoking a cigar. Yeah, we're all taking do. puffs here. So you, you, <laughs> you believe that they taste pretty much identical, you said, Dave. Yeah. You still hold to that? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I, something's changing I on Chuck. I think you're out of your mind. Yeah, well, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say you're out of your mind, but I'm getting two distinct different flavors from these two cigars. I'm I, getting the subtleties being the same. I'm getting that, yeah. that dark chocolate and cinnamon, but how they're presented is different. You'd never think they were different cigars if you didn't have bands on them and you smoked two different two different cigars. Would you say, which one do you like better? You'd say I would say the box pressed. I would definitely say the box pressed. I'm getting more of a uh, like Mr. Jonathan just just nailed it there. A dark chocolate, um, some hints cinnamon, of cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. Should, the we, cinnamon sprinkled on it. I'm going to take the band off. By the way, the the band is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. It's double it looks, band connected. Connected, yeah. It looks like it's a double band, but it's actually one piece. Uh, it's a lot of band there. Lots of bands. People are getting into bigger bands, uh, but we have to take them off anyway as we get down because we're going to smoke the cigar as far as we can before the top of the hour, before we go on to the next cigar. But if I gave them to you without the bands now, does one look more expensive than the other? Beautiful wrappers. You know, obviously, it's a, it's the same type of wrapper on each one. But I think it looks more expensive on the box press cigar. I think someone may have said something along those lines really? earlier in the show. It's great that you had that idea all by yourself. <laughs> See how it just comes to me? I was thinking that, and now I came out and verbally said it. Verbally said it. Well, the ROM one, when it's presented, it has that cedar, that cedar shell, if you will, that cedar casing. Yes, now, the, and, the, and, the, and the ribbon as well. That that ribbon. Band. 
the rib round, is on both. The yeah. round one is burning way better than the box press one. Yeah. Perfect burn on the round one, and the box press is a little you got to catch it up a little bit. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with catching a cigar up. I mean, you got to, most cigars, you know, you, you smoke a box of, let's say, 27 cigars, you're going to have one or two that burn a little goofy, and you got to catch them up. But in this case, the round one appears to be burning on all of ours better than the box press. Very interesting. Very interesting. I've never done this before, round in a square cigar. Uh, I know when I went down, I hate to bring up Padron again, but when I was down in Nicaragua with them, before... They, both, they do the box pressing in the United States. Yes. They ship all their cigars, including their their uh, 1926s and their anniversarios, over to Miami where the box press happens. So while we were there and we were smoking their great cigars, their top-of-the-line stuff, every one of them was round. It was before they were box pressed. And you're like, what's up with this, George? You yeah. gave me this crappy uh, 2000. No, no, that's that's a 26, I promise. Yeah, and it's <laughs> 2000 I happen to like anyway. Um but I wasn't able to compare because I didn't have the box pressed there. It was only the round one. You know, by squishing the cigar together, is it going to produce any different flavors? Are, are they tasting different to you in any way? Yeah, totally. Totally different. Have you been listening to the yeah. show? <laughs> the, you, you know, the drawer is different. The drawer is different, and the flavor, the way the flavor no. builds itself on the palate is different. Cinnamon with chocolate, and the other one's chocolate with cinnamon. Huge difference. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> have, have you been paying attention to what, you, what you're dishing out over there? Well, it's, it's more segmented in the round one. It's two distinct flavors in the round. Cinnamon, chocolate, as though you were to dip the cinnamon stick in the chocolate. You go to bite down, you hit the chocolate first, the cinnamon hits you after, then they blend together. In the box pressed, they're already together as though yeah. they were mixed and then You're re-cemented. A green well, you know what? It is? I, I, fig- I figured it out, you guys. I figured it out. Here's that the difference. Chuck is, is is really susceptible to subliminal messaging. Yes. Mr. Jonathan has been practicing NLP and hypnosis, and it's working. But here's the difference. I think I just figured it out. Strength. Strength. I'm finding that the, the round one to be stronger. And maybe that's because it's got a, a better draw and it's coming in faster maybe i don't know but there's there's definitely in my opinion a strong See, and i don't think strength. it has to do with draw because my draw is not as good in the round and yeah. i find it to be a little stronger as, well, as well in the round huh? yeah yeah Boy, dave they seem like the same cigar to me except the drawer is better on the round one i'm gonna go i'm gonna go as far as deep as i can into this thing i'm really trying to pick it up i'm pretty good at this stuff but this my god if this if it's so subtle i can't tell the difference there's only well, one explanation for that. It's the same cigar. You're wrong. No, it is the same exact cigar. So is the shape messing with your mind it and making you is. think it's different? Are you saying that I'm susceptible to yes. subliminal <laughs> yes, we all are. messages? We all are. I don't know about that. We all are. Well, the weaker people are. Um, listen, uh, we have the uh, real contenders for the Cigar of the Year. And uh, people are buying them up. We're going to go through 500 contenders packs. We're gathering all the information we can because you can vote. If you have a contenders pack, you can vote to see which one is going to be the cigar of the year. 91 contenders packs as of uh, Thursday. 
So, so they're going to they're, they're going to run up wow. by, by next week. We're going to have all that information in anyway. But we'll gather the information all the way up to the day before Super Bowl Sunday, where we'll make the announcement. But the contenders for the 2013 Cigar of the Year include Via Havana Corojo, Asylum 13 Six by Sixty, the Hammer and Sickle Icon, Perla Del Mar, Bandolero, Davidoff Nicaraguan, and Aging Room. Haval. It's a solid lineup. It is a solid lineup. And um, I have, I'm not going to say the thing, I don't want you to get nervous, but there there was a clear it one that was that was every pulling year, ahead. Every year that happens. Then there was one that started to catch up, and then the one that was pulling ahead has now pulled ahead a little bit again, but it is down right now. If I were to close the, the billing right now, there would be two ones that are front runners, and one of them is a little bit ahead. Can you give us a little I, scoop? I can't give you any scoop because it wouldn't be fair, and I don't want to skew the voting. I want to get the votes fair in enough, first. Fair enough. You well, do have until, uh, is it the week before? We- yeah. I mean, whatever we can gather up. I mean, we're going to go, um, you know, we've got to print plaques and, and yeah. trophies and stuff like that up, so don't wait till the last second for your input. But Mid-January, get- you should have your vote in it yeah. that, by then. Um, we are getting uh, lots of emails. Lots of um, controversy, as we expected, that we forgot certain brands and things like that. At the same time, Cigar Aficionado will be, uh, this week, will be giving out um, their best cigars of the year. Um, They call it the Cigar of the Year also, but we know better. Have you seen where uh, Cigar Aficionado has started to go with some of their attention? They're drawing attention all of a sudden. I'm not saying they listen to the show. They do. Uh, they're drawing attention to cigars that have come out in 2013. They're starting to mention it in their articles. Yes. And possibly meaning that this is going to become part of their criteria all of a sudden. Good. Hey, if we if we did anything by saying, you know, you can't uh, take a cigar that's years old and call it the cigar of that year, it just wouldn't be right. Uh, they have done that in the past. Maybe they uh, have uh, decided that that makes all the sense in the world. It does. Certainly does. So uh, hopefully they will do that. But uh, my question to you is, uh, what are they going to pick for the Cigar of the Year? Hmm. What are they going to pick for the Cigar of the Year? So we'll come back. We'll continue to ask that question and tell you what some people are saying about our contenders, who we missed, who we should have put in there. We'll answer those questions, why we didn't include them, or maybe we should have. We'll answer that when we come back. Juan Martinez, the son of the next generation Hoya de Nicaragua president. Dr. Asandro Martinez Cuenca will talk to his son about his new cigars as we fire it up. The Cuatro Cinco, that means 45. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking <coughs> your Tortuga 250, I'm dying. <coughs> Whether it's round or box pressed, either way, you want to remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. It just doesn't belong there. Also, public service announcement. Do not iron naked and press the steam button while the iron's near your junk. It's bad news. Thanks for that. Okay, we'll be back in a minute. Bye.
prayers today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, a member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Kellner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw in price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now, he's used to... Big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. More cowbell, more cowbell. Bring it. 
We're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, and we have news from the asylum. Gentleman Chuck Morrison here and about to get debonair. Juan Martinez, the son and next generation of Hoya de Nicaragua, uh, will be talking with us and lots more. Welcome back. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist and we demand that you light up along with us. Do it. You can catch us syndicated on any one of the stations picking us up on the Cigar Authority radio network. Uh, you tune right in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, our good friends at the Cigar Station. That's thecigarstation.com. Replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and... 11 to 1. Okay, uh, putting down our box press and round to a Tuga, 215. And uh, I'm going to stick with my thing that they're the same exact cigar. They taste the same. I kind of like the box press a little bit more. Let me ask you this. How can you like it more if they're the same? I like it. That's my point. No, I like it more only because I like the feel inside my mouth. Okay, all right. And subliminally, it does taste a little bit better. Why do they make box press cigars? In round cigars. Why did they make box press? Originally, box press cigars, I believe this to be true. Ship captains would box press their own cigars because as they're looking at the maps and the ship is lilting from side to side, they could set their box press cigar down and it wouldn't roll off the table. Is that, that true? Is, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's how originally it was done. Wow. And I don't want it rolling off the table. I don't <laughs> want it rolling off the table. So box press is better. It's pretty cool. Every time. You can get a, a, a thicker cigar and then box press it and you got a thinner cigar in your mouth, yet it's burning cool and whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, I like the box pressed. Because it tastes better. No, it tastes <laughs> the same. So your answer is the box press is better. Box press is better. It tastes better. It tastes better. Chuck, tastes better? It does. The flavors get all mushed in together. Less filling? It tastes great. It tastes great, less filling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything? Do you remember what that was? Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> right? Rodney, right? Yeah. Spud McKenzie. Remember Spud McKenzie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, advertising. Love it. Advertising. Um, so Hoya de Nicaragua. These guys have been around a long time. As a matter of fact, it's the first company to make a Nicaraguan cigar. They've been there forever. Um, they've been making cigars longer than anybody in Nicaragua. And, uh, the yeah, they were the original cigar company from right. Nicaragua. Right. And uh, Dr. Sandro Martinez Cuenca. Um, we know him, and um, nice, nice guy. He's getting older, and now the son has uh, popped his head in, and uh, all of a sudden uh, we met him, and he introduces uh, their first cigar with him having something to do with it, and it's called... Cuatro Cinco. Cuatro Cinco, meaning 45, because it's 45 years that they've been making cigars yes. as Hoya de Nicaragua. So here's the cigar... And another big band on it, Cuatro Cinco. Wow. It's like people are trying to tell a story with the band it's all of big. a sudden. I, I don't mind the big band. I don't yeah. mind it either. It, it, it does It does add. You know what? As cigars get bigger, I would imagine the band kind of has to as well. And what an opportunity because you only have that first impression. What an opportunity for a cigar company to make a big, beautiful band. It doesn't really cost anything extra. And they get to tell the story and fit everything on the band that they're looking to fit on it. And it, in some cases, like in this case, the back of the band has a story as well, okay. ah. which we, we did hear in some of the interview. I don't want to blow up his spot. I may have cut that part out because it, uh, it just didn't work for the interview, but 
We'll get into it if, uh, if, if I did cut it up. So, Hoy de Nicaragua, uh, Cuatro Cinco, 45, uh, the hottest country right now making cigars is unquestionably Nicaragua. Um, the tobacco is very hot. You see it in Davidoff, Nicaragua, and even though they make the cigar in the Dominican Republic, they're using all Nicaraguan tobacco in that cigar. Romeo and Juliet immediately followed because they copy everything. Uh, is the Romeo Nicaraguan Glory Cubana, who uh, why uh, not copy if the other guys copy? And they did the Glory Cubana Nicaraguan. And you're seeing everybody doing it, not in Nicaragua, but in their own countries, because you can move tobacco from country to country. Uh, that's just to name a few that has um, transformed their brands into Nic- Nicaraguan tobacco. Nicaraguans soon will become the leading exporter um, going ahead of the Dominican Republic if this trend continues. We will see that happen. I don't think they're going to quite make it this year, but um, if it continues this way, we'll see it um, in 2014. Hoya de Nicaragua celebrating 45 years. They started in 1968, making the first cigar in Nicaragua, now releasing this limited edition 45 to stand for the 45 years that they've been there. Um, We can expect, they're telling us, um, is a rich, fuller-bodied cigar. Um, What else? Um, Even Cuba's looking to Nicaragua for ingredients. Absolutely. For blending. Absolutely. Um, the filler is aged Lajero that's been rested in oak barrels. Here's the unique thing about this cigar. 4,500 boxes of 10 is all that's produced worldwide. That's 45,000 cigars worldwide. It's not a lot. Um, it's very small amount for a company like Hoy de Nicaragua. Maybe a small, small company could pull off something like that. 4,500 boxes of 10. This is number 113, this box that we're smoking right now. I have box number 7. Oh, cool. uh, signed and ready in my uh, humidor uh, in my office, uh, and I'll save that for maybe 10 years from now to actually smoke with them, hopefully. One size, 6 by 54, and they call this semi-box pressed. It's not a tight box press, but it's a little soft. It's a little soft. The, end, the end of it's uh, a little oval. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Retail value of this cigar is $13. Uh, if you have seen this in your local brick-and-mortar cigar shop, I would say grab them as fast as you can. They're going to sell out quick. That is a small, small amount, 4,500 boxes. So just knowing that we have about 4,000 cigar stores in the country, Hoya de Nicaragua being in most of them, you're looking at just a, a box or two in every store. Right. So um, grab them if you see them. Uh, you, you should definitely uh, give it a try and give it a taste. But right now, without any further ado, here's the son and next generation of Hoya de Nicaragua, Juan Martinez. Yeah, uh, hello. My name is Juan Ignacio Martinez. I'm uh, the son of Dr. Martinez Cuenca, the owner of uh, Hoya de Nicaragua. I like the way you say it. It just rolls right off the tongue. Hoya de Nicaragua. How did I do? Very good. All right, so we're smoking a, a new cigar that you guys have coming out. What is this cigar, and uh, is there a reason why this cigar came out? Yes, it's called Cuatro Cinco. It's uh, actually one of the few limited editions by Joya de Nicaragua. Because you guys really aren't known for doing limited editions. We tend not to. We tend not to. Uh, we've, we've done the last limited edition we, we did was in 2004. It was called Gran Reserva, and that was uh, basically the last uh, limited edition we did. And this is now the new one. And it's basically a celebration of the 45 years of establishment, first of all, of the Nicaraguan cigar industry. 
because Hoya de Nicaragua was established in 1968, before Hoya de Nicaragua, there was no other uh, cigar manufacturer in the country. So this is a celebration, first, of the Nicaraguan cigar industry, and second of all, of the establishment of Hoya de Nicaragua as a premium cigar manufacturer in the country. So uh, this is the reason of the cigar. It's a limited edition because we are uh, basically using very special tobaccos. The tobaccos, the ligero that's being used in that cigar. Uh, well, first of all, all the tobaccos are Nicaraguan grown. Uh, it's a Nicaraguan puro. And uh, the ligeros have been aged for five years in our bodegas. So we had the, for, the good fortune of having some tobaccos available for, for aging for a while. Part of the filler of the tobacco has been indeed uh, aged in oak barrels for about 12 to 13 months in some cases. So you get, uh, you get that uh, distinct notes that, uh, that they've perceived there. And uh, it's basically a medium to full cigar. It's not strong as our uh, Hoya de Nicaragua uh, brands are generally known as, like the Antaño or the Antaño de Arcorojo. They're more in the fuller-bodied cigars. This is medium to full, but it's very complex. It's uh, very full in the, in the mouth. Uh, and we're very happy for it because it's, it's not only a great cigar, it's a tribute to the company, to the brand, uh, but also to the people who make the cigar. In, in fact, uh, we have uh, around 15 people in our company currently that have been with the company for 45 years. They, they continue to be the founders of the company. And you can find that, in fact, in some of the bands. Each uh, There are three different bands on the cigar. Each one has a distinct, uh, distinct hand drawing by a, an artist from Esteli. A tribute to three elements of our of our of our company. Uh, the first is obviously the company, the facade of the company. This is the original face of the building uh, in in 1968. This is the new face of the building today. Then, if you open this one, you'll see uh, the rollers, a picture of the rollers, and that was the first picture taken. Uh, of the rollers of Hoya de Nicaragua. And, and the third element that will come up eventually in one of the other bands is a tribute to the country, to Nicaragua. So you have uh, an element that uh, illustrates the beauty, the exoticism, uh, the, the, the nature of, of the country as a whole, a place, you know, still being discovered uh, not only by cigar enthusiasts and cigar aficionados, but by many other people around the world. So the, the cigar is very unique in that sense because we try to transmit a message with the cigar. It's not just a limited edition. There is something behind that, that limited edition, and not only the quality and the characteristics of the cigar itself, but also the message we want to transmit with it. Why Cuatro Cinco and not whatever the Spanish word is for 45? Very simple. <laughs> You probably go to those shelves and you'll find many 45, uh, 45th anniversary or 45, exactly, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we still want, wanted to capture the essence of the date. It was important for us. So we, you know, we stumbled about, about a couple of names. We didn't feel comfortable in doing a Hoya 45th anniversary because, you know, we wanted to distinguish it a bit. Uh, so we, we decided that because especially uh, people from the United States, love the sound of uh, Spanish-sounding words. 
4 5, especially how you roll your R. Uh, so the name was that, 4 5. It's, uh, 4 5 is in, in Spanish is 4 5, basically. And that's it. Simple, you know, the band, uh, although it has a very details, a lot of details and elements, it's very simple, just black and gold. Cuatro uh, cinco, the dates, and that's all. We we didn't want to uh, load it up with too many elements, too many uh, illustrations, because we just wanted to transmit the simple message. Because we have the luxury of being able to transmit a message of history, of tradition, and uh, that's the essence of this cigar. Well, terrific. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. And if you say anything else cool, I'll just make you say it again, and I'll edit that in like this never happened. <laughs> And that's Juan Martinez. You need a gentleman. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, he is a gentleman. He is, he is a, gentleman. a gentleman. Juan Martinez. Uh, you know how we love Spanish-sounding words? I don't like Spanish-sounding words. I want the words I can pronounce. And as far as rolling my R's, I Never don't have. even pronounce my R's. We completely leave them out here in the, in the New England area. But uh, I forgot to actually cut and light my cigar while that was going on. And here I am just uh, uh, testing it. Uh, dry tasting it before uh, we did it, but it is time to cut our cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigars are raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence, and uh, we're going to fire this up. And uh, as I say, it's a very limited cigar. Um, You hear it all the time. Everybody makes limited cigars. This number, every one of them is numbered. Every box of 10 is numbered. So that's all it's going to be. They will not last, I I promise you. Uh, Grab yourself at least one cigar so you can um, enjoy about what's going to happen. But uh, if you put a box of these cigars aside, I would say it would be a good investment for you for sure. And we're lighting with the uh, injector. Four flame lighter that the flame changes colors from blue to orange and red. So you it's can a vertical see it. product, the vertigo injector. Yes, you can see it uh, on a white background, a green background, or a blue background. Now, he did mention that most of the cigars are very full bodied. I find them to be very full bodied. Mm. I cannot smoke uh, Hoy de Nicaragua on a regular basis by any means at all. Uh, it's actually one of my uh, stay away from type cigars because I find them to be. Too full-bodied. Uh, they have some exceptions to that, and I graduate to those um, exceptions. But uh, Cabinetta, for example. Yeah, I can, I can smoke the Cabinetta, and I do. Uh, but when it comes to uh, this cigar, and I w- was uh, lucky enough to already smoke the cigar with uh, one, um, very nice, uh, medium plus. I was impressed you picked up on the barrel aging because that's not something that everybody does. Immediately. Immediately, as soon as I cut it and dry tasted it, I could taste that, that that was going in there. And whatever was in the barrel before, these are sponges. Cigars are sponges. They're going to absorb whatever's happening. So they age in the barrel. Why would they do such a thing? Because it's going to take on whatever that is. So it's oak and whatever was aged in that barrel which is some sort of cognac or something that's in yeah. there because there's some sweet sweet component. It has a, a very molasses-y kind of fl- uh, flavor on that pre-light. So uh, very, very nice. Uh, I'm liking it. Uh, back to uh, the Cigar of the Year. We're going to hear a lot of people coming out with the Cigar of the Year uh, this year. This has been copied and, and redone by everybody at this point. Uh, but Cigar Aficionado is going to uh, have theirs coming up uh, early this year. They're going to get a, ahead of everybody else, and that makes them first. Even though they're not first, they're right. copying. But if they do it before everybody else, I guess. Uh, so, you know, 
it's, it's always something wondering why they're going to do such a thing uh, when they end up choosing, you know, we end up destroying what they end up saying uh, uh, what they end up picking uh, as it goes on, because they'll do a top 25, not just a number one. So what will they pick for the Cigar of the Year, or for, for their top 25? And why did we pick what we picked? Um, we, we chose it for a lot of different reasons. Sales has a big part of it. People rebuying a cigar, uh, buying a single, coming back, buying a box. These, these type of things, these are people voting with their wallets. Right. We're able to do it being in the retail establishment, actually seeing what people are, are voting for with their wallet, making, making choices like that. But some people came to me and said, why not the TTT Trinidad? Um, my answer to that is because it's terrible and it's years old. Um, <laughs> Uh, why the um, Herrera Esteli, which I hear is a very, very good cigar, uh, Drew Estates uh, Herrera Esteli. Um, the reason why uh, not choosing that is um, that order um, for cigars we placed over a year ago. Um, never got it, and it was um, hand-selected to a few accounts in a territory. We weren't one of them to be able to have it anyway. Readily, not readily available would right. be the answer to what that is. Um, straight jacket by Asylum. Um, too new. It had just come out. Yeah, before. it's not really fair. You can't say brand new cigar that just hits the hits the shelves. Uh, Nico Rustica, another one. Very last minute. You know, didn't have a chance to um, to, to make it. it That's it, the one with the fire cure tobacco in it. No, I'm not even sure. No, okay, no, no, it isn't. It isn't. That was the other one. Um, Valto Mentor and 1502 Ruby Tuesday. I don't even know what they are. These are people just saying this would sure. have been it. So I don't even know what it is. So um, Cigar of the Year, I don't think so. Um, um, CLE, Aroa. Um, Aroa actually on my list didn't make the cut for um, Contender. Well, and it's, that one's a selected account type of cigar. Oh, anyway. really? You okay. Can't, you can't just have Aroa. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, EP Stunner. EP Stunner. Actually, not for me. Way too strong. It's going to um, just be a um, certain type of person that can uh, smoke that kind of cigar. Why not uh, El Centurion? Um, it is not a limited release any longer, but it is also not a new cigar any longer either. Right. came out a few years ago. Uh, J.D. Howard, La Chia, Black or White, another close one. Uh, we thought about it. Yeah. I mean, that that was uh, in there for it. It was a contender to be a contender. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a show. But that's a, that that one was, it just didn't have the, the, the back-end sales to be able to back it up. That was one of those cigars that everyone would try a single of for the experience and maybe rebuy a single. Yeah, yeah. No one was buying boxes. Right. Uh, that's Rome, a very niche product. Rome EO. Really? That's all I get to say about that. Not new, for starters. Well... It's not Romeo and Julieta. Two years Romeo. old. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Tatuaje, 10th anniversary. Interesting. Um, it's a band change, basically. It's the same cigar. Right. So, um, you know, not not uh, not what I thought uh, could be there. Smoking jacket. Uh, interesting, but uh, limited production for sure. And um, in at the very, very tail end of um, what was happening. My Uzi weighs a ton, KFC. Eh. Uh, Psycho 7, another one that comes in at the tail end. 
Yeah, that one just came out too late. It could possibly be a contender for next year. Castle Cuba by Fuente. Interesting, uh, just too small of a, uh, you know, hand. And that's an old brand they re... Well, yeah, but I mean really old and, and brought back. I don't, I don't know if that... Uh, would do it. Testarossa, again, uh, I think it's a too strong of a cigar that would hit too much of a, a, a niche market. But the question is, what is cigar aficionado going to choose? That's the stuff we chose and why we did and why we didn't choose what we chose. What is cigar aficionado? Who's, it's a whole different reason. I mean, they're, they're a magazine that that is built on advertising and, um, you know, looking through it. You got to have any any guesses so because next week we can actually see how well our guesses came out is it next week i think so next week they come out with this um but any any guesses and i and i have i have a weird guess i have i have two guesses myself well in their top 25 they're going to have a padrone they're going to have a fuente yeah they're going to take care of everybody going to take care of the people yeah um I think in their top 25, they might have Davidoff Nicaraguan. Now, Padron has come out with nothing this year. Right. Yet they'll have something in there. They'll throw something in. Yeah, okay. Uh, Davidoff Nicaraguan, I think, is going to be in their top 25. Um, really started to show them some love. Was it 92, 93? Yeah, yeah. They got on it. Yeah. Um, right away, first issue. Yeah. But they never gave them good ratings until now. I'm going to say the cigar of the year, I'm going to say it right now, is going to be Davidoff Nicaraguan. Really? That's yeah. what they're going to choose as the cigar. And, I, you know, that's what I think logically what I think it's going to come out to. But I have a long shot guess, too, an awful weird long shot guess. I'm curious. Yeah. Which is a Toro Fuente shot story. Cigar's been out for 20 years. And for some odd reason, they are talking about it an awful lot. They've given it some huge ratings where, um, you know, a year ago or something, it was ratings in the 80s or something. Now it's in the upper 90s. And uh, for some reason, they're touting that cigar as the second coming. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with the cigar at all. It's been great for 20 years. But I'm scratching my head and I'm saying something's up. They're lining this thing up. Uh, to make it look new again, that would be my long shot guess. My my, uh, but my true guess that what we'll see as number one is going to be Davidoff Nicaraguan by their choice. That would be Cigar Aficionado. So uh, that will, that's going to be my guess for Cigar Aficionado. How about I wonder you? if they picked up one of our contenders pack and they're looking through it. <laughs> I don't know. That's possible. It, listen, it can't be uh, avoided. You can't not look at that cigar and pay attention to Davidoff Nicaraguan. That's true. If they do, it, they, they're going to discredit themselves if they, don't, if they don't show that cigar somewhere up there. Yeah. I say number one, but we'll see what happens with that. You're going number one. I think that they can't really turn their head away from uh, the whole Asylum series. Something from Asylum is going to be... Something from Asylum is going to be there. Well, it should be because it's probably one of the hottest-selling cigars in cigar stores across the country. And that's a, uh, that'll be but, a credit but, but to them they, to be able to pick up on that. But do they know that? Do they know that or do they care about that? Are they advertisers? I don't even know if they're advertisers. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think they are. Well, that uh, would have an influence. But wouldn't that be awesome if they did pick somebody that wasn't an advertiser? Wouldn't that credit them and say, okay... Uh, that legitimizes the whole thing. It would be an interesting sales pitch to be able to get a new advertiser. Or do they dare, and I hope they don't, go Cuban. Ugh. 
You know, they did it before, and I can't beat them up on it. I mean, the cigar they made the Cigar of the Year was the Cohiba Bihike, something very, very special, um, very expensive cigar, so, you know, not readily available by any means. You know, you're talking about a $75 cigar. It was something very special, but it kind of pissed off, I would say, a lot of the manufacturers out there that says, really, you know, it's, it's an illegal cigar in the, in the, in yeah. by, by a magazine from the United States, and here's, uh, here's what you pick uh, for that. Um, you know, availability should be part of it. We know in the past they have chosen cigars that um, were no, completely non-available. Um, you know, a one-time release that came out two years previous, and here it is uh, as, you know, number two, number three, or whatever, uh, in, in respects to the Vieja, that they uh, made a one-time release that was long gone uh, for a year, and it became, I believe, the number two. Mm. Um, so you never know what, what it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to find out. But do you care to give a guess? As well, I did as, guess. What, what is it? I guess that. Asylum? It, Number one? I, you make a great argument for Davidoff Nicaraguan. But I think that the whole asylum thing has created such a buzz that I'm, I'm going asylum. You're going asylum. I'm going asylum. With Davidoff Nicaraguan as number two. Yeah? How about you, Chuck? You what, is, uh, what does my father have? My father was the Cigar of the Year this year with... Um, Flody Las Antillas. So then maybe Centurion? Centurion, maybe. You think they would go two in a row to them? Wow, would that be something if they did that? That would be big. Uh, they also make cigars for other people, like Pete Johnson, the Tatuaje people. But um, again, their uh, 10th anniversary was just a band change. La, yeah. La Tillier, yeah. you know, yeah. could possibly do it not... Uh, setting the world on, you know, yeah. but then again, after it becomes a cigar of the year, it gets very popular. Right. You know, we're looking at something that got popular on its own. This is something that will set something to become popular because they say so, you know. It's a lot of power that they have, they and do. I hope that they choose to use their power wisely. There we go. There we go. I hope so, too. You make a decision that is something that cigar stores carry and that they can hopefully get a bump inside the store. Not something that's uh, just online. All right, let's take a look inside the aging room right now. If Old Fat Freddy is right for us, ready to go, here comes Old Fat Freddy in the aging room. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. In my day, when you undid her bra, you would be faced with either a tennis ball hanging in a tube sock or a set of oblong flapjacks. Nowadays, women walk around with built-in chin rest. They are fake and they are spectacular. In my day, when someone yelled out, I got crabs, it was generally considered a good thing and you wish they would give you some. Nowadays, if you have crabs, it seems to be a much more private affair. Plus, there is lotion, shaving the affected area, and the awkward conversation with anyone you may have given them to. In my day, snowballing someone meant you waited for a private on the submarine's poop deck and lit him up. Nowadays, snowballing someone involves way more than I care to mention during my segment. We were flapjack-flipping men who were proud of their crabs that snowballed semen with real snow. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. 
Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. Have you ever tried the motorboat instead of mud flaps? Oh my God, it's really hard. <laughs> oh God. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Chuck likes it. He Old likes Fart it. Freddy oh, does love, it again. I love that line. So how's this for a Christmas gift? Cigar Journal gift subscription. If you're looking for a suitable gift for the cigar lover of your acquaintance, you might suggest a gift subscription to Cigar Journal. You can buy a subscription online to the Cigar Journal, and the recipient will be sent one or two years of your choice. The subscription can be renewed. Otherwise, it will automatically expire. Confirmation invoice will be sent to you. The recipient will automatically receive a digital message informing them about their gift subscription. Personalized gift will be sent by email. Subscription gift before the end of 2013 starts now, and you can go to CigarJournal.co, CigarJournal.co. So there's a good gift for Christmas. What is the rule on getting a gift for yourself? Yes, I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, we see a lot of that right after Christmas that the guy expected the humidor, he expected the cutter, he expected that box of special cigars, and right after Christmas, we get a little boost from pissed-off gentlemen <laughs> that expected to get something great but got that sweater with the patch on the, on the sleeves. He hates that. It's coming back, though. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, elbow <laughs> patches are coming back. I'm seeing them more and more, and it's just, it reminds me of my dad. Right. I'm not in. No. 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 No, it's very old, not right? In. Yeah. It's very old. You've so, got jackets with the elbow patches on them. Do I? Yeah, I've seen you wear one of them. Jackets older than I am. A jacket, like a suit jacket with yeah, an elbow like a, patch? Like I a sports not. coat. It's a brown one, and it's got the, it's like a brown tweed, and it's got the elbow patches. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have one. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I have no I, idea. I, I want to say, I want to say that you wore it to uh, one of the Avo dinners. Wow! I might have a picture of it. Really? Somewhere? See, I don't even pay attention. No, you don't. I don't. I don't. We got time for the social media segment. My favorite. Brought to you by the cigar that was built on social media, Recluse Cigars. the best tweets I saw all week. Do you ever order a club sandwich just to feel that you're part of something? Once I did, yes. Part of the club, right? I didn't sign up for a 401k at work because there's no way I can run that far. That's true story. Nice. It's a long way to travel. If money can't buy happiness, explain pizza. <laughs> Never try to pay a prostitute with a chocolate-covered ice cream. Apparently, there are limits to someone, what someone will do for a Klondike bar. Yes. Wow. True story. It's true. And the best tweet I saw all week, in his prime, Richard Simmons was, at best, just okay shape. Yes. Those are the tweets I saw all week. Today's social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled in two-bar, the old Cuban way, for an effortless and perfect draw. Every time, recluse cigars. So that's Richard that. Simmons really never was in great shape. No. He, I guess, was kind of a 
a fat chunk of something and then how, got himself into just okay shape and, and then made and that's the best he did. How made millions he? crying on TV yeah, yeah. to teach older know. fat women how to exercise to uh, old music. They never got in shape. Do you notice that? Well, all the girls behind him, his, his models, if you will, were all kind of heifers. Yeah. And they're sweating to the oldies. I'm sure they were having a great time, but they kept uh, dipping into the bonbons. Well, he made com- a lot of money doing it. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to like getting in shape, you're looking at them like it doesn't work. Well, it's a marketing ploy. You know, you want to get the uh, the old lady to say, you know what, I could do this. And you could. You could lose weight sweating to the oldies, but you're also going to have to watch your diet. The percentage rates aren't that great. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, just his, saying. His conversion rate was weak at <laughs> and, it was, and it was never the new Richard Simmons type of guy. You know, nobody right. ever came on after. He did so well. You'd well, think somebody would, would. Before him, it was like Jack LaLanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then it was Richard Simmons. Uh, well, the, the Billy Blanks guy did the. Um, P90X thing, yeah, with the fighting and the yeah, but that was hardcore, real getting shape. Yeah, this that was, was that wasn't that wasn't your some fast your hand, China. put your hand down. Right, this is exercise. Was he sleeping with these women? No, I hope so. Richard Rich Simmons. Yeah, I hope so. He never slept with a woman in his life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got that one right. <laughs> hey, let's go to break and we come back. News from the asylum, and our Just resident wrong. Chuck Morrison will uh, chime in. And we'll see what we have planned for next week, along with uh, the greatest gifts for Christmas. So stick around, everybody. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest 
with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? The Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's Christmas time. We're getting ready for the holidays and seeing what's uh, what's selling out there, what's popular. And uh, right now, it seems to be cigars are not all that popular right now. It's a, it's a slow Christmas season. It's running slow. Uh, I'm here to tell you the truth. And uh, we're hoping for things to start booming. I haven't heard numbers to come in, import numbers. But uh, it's a slow start here in the brick-and-mortar uh, retail area, anyway. So, uh, but um, things are going big apparently in the electronics world. Hmm. That's where um, Christmas uh, looks to be once again, and that and that's happened a, a few years in a row. But I'd like to take a look back at old Christmas gifts and um, what's hot now and uh, stuff like that. So I'm going back all the way 1943. 1943. You remember that? Yeah, like it was yesterday. <laughs> The hottest Christmas gift in 1943, very inexpensive. Lego. No, not Lego. No, no, uh, Lincoln no. Log. The Slinky. The Slinky. The Slinky. Slinky. The Slinky still around today, right? It is. Slinky. Uh, going back all the way to 1975, very inexpensive product. The Pet Rock makes his uh, um, introduction. Commercial for, for debut. Debut big time. A 32-page manual um, of how to take care of your Pet Rock. Uh, here's a guy that makes a million dollars on putting a rock in a box, makes a little manual to it. Moving up to 1980, the Rubik's Cube, $1.99, the hottest gift for Christmas. Everybody got the Rubik's Cube, 1980. You were too young, right? I couldn't quite figure, I was two, I couldn't quite ever figure out the Rubik's Cube. Lego train set in 1981 um, gets up there at a $70 purchase, and then it starts. 1982. 
BMX bike for $230. Yep. You're still too young for that, right? BMX bikes were big, uh, and they they became even bigger when uh, Matt Hoffman, around that time, uh, became the world champion of BMX uh, bikes. He created what's called Big Air. He was the first to launch off of a ramp that was uh, 30 feet high and the first to also hit a 30-foot air mark. These are when kids still went outside and played. 1983, for the girls, the Cabbage Patch Kids, $30 um, little uh, Cabbage Patch doll. I remember the the Garbage Pell. Oh, yeah. Garbage Pell cards. For boys, it was the Transformer action figures. Had one of those as a kid, yeah. Okay. 1985, Care Bears for $25. 1986, Laser Tag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had that. I remember. Yep, so now you're coming into your time. 1987, $3.99. What was it? 1987. Uh, no, no, no. It was the little um, pogs. No, it was the Koosh Ball. Oh, I remember those. Okay. You could throw those as almost as hard as you wanted somebody and not leave a mark. There we go. 1988, Ghostbuster Toys. 1989, we begin the electronics age. Game Boy. Oh, yeah. I remember that. $190. I never had one. 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Toys for 6 bucks. 1991, back to electronics with Sega Game Gear, $150. My parents refused to buy those for us because they said then we would never spend time outside. There we go. And I believe that had a big part of it. 1992, WWF action figures, 7 bucks. That was when it was the WWF. Yeah. Now it's the WWE. They lost the F. They lost a lawsuit with the World Wildlife Federation. Yeah. My God. Vince McMahon could not pull that off. Because it was confusing to the public, really? Come on. <laughs> really, yeah. really. Uh, 1993, Talk Boy. I don't remember that at all. No. Is that a walkie-talkie? I don't know. Talk Boy. 1994, Power Rangers, 10 bucks. And here it is, 1995, Pogs, $2.99. That's the one, yeah. How, what a great Christmas that was for the uh, adults uh, to go buy kids Pogs for $2.99. And they were hard to find, some of the rare ones. And uh, Beanie Babies for 5 bucks. Which became all the rage, and then they blew it. 1996, Tickle Me Elmo for 30 bucks. That was the one. That was the first time we saw people fighting over toys. Was right. the Tickle Me Elmo? You couldn't get it. Uh, Tamagotchi in 1997. That was a little electronic toy where you the thing lived and you had to feed it. Oh yeah, yeah 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. The Furby in 1998 for 35 dollars. Pokemon in 99. Pokemon Nintendo games 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, the Razor Scooter, 2000. You oh, must have been on that, right? Pain of my existence. I hate those things. Really? Uh, but, they, you know, the, even the Razor Scooter, $99. Not bad. I mean, and, livable, and right? encouraging kids to get outside. You'll yeah. see what happens as some years go on, though. Uh, 1991, the Bratz at $20. Bratz. They dolls. Were dolls, yeah. Was that 91 or 01? 01. Um, 02 is Beyblades. Nothing. Yeah, tops. The little tops that battled each other in a little arena. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. $7.99. Uh, 2003, Robo Spain. Never heard of it. Robo Sapien. Robo Sapien? I had a real job at that point. I wasn't playing 2003, yeah, it was 100 bucks anyway. 2004, Nintendo DS at $150. Now it starts getting expensive. 2005, <laughs> Xbox 360, $300. See, you think the economy's going down or, or, or people are spending crazy amounts of money here. 2006, PS3, 
four hundred dollars. This is the number one gifts year after year. Two thousand seven iPod Touch, three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. See what's happening here, folks. 2009, Nintendo Wii, $200. 2010, Apple iPad, $500. Wow. 2011, Kindle Fire, $200. 2012, was the 1D collector dolls from Hasbro? No idea. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And that was just a couple of years ago. I don't even know what it is. Uh, 2013 is this year. And... Predicted top toy sale so far is going to be the Wii U. Oh, wow. $300. $300. Encouraging kids to play with their Wii instead of going out. Yeah. There's another thing out there, uh, a little less expensive, called Robot Dogs. I have seen those, yeah. Okay, that's a $80 uh, choice. And the Xbox One, $500. That came out. Uh, we, a week before Thanksgiving, we had a couple of customers coming in to buy cigars while their girlfriend waited in line for them. Wow. They were camping out, and they wanted cigars that would last a long time. Nice. Asylum 80. It's right. Easy. That'll do it. Three hours. <laughs> That'll do it. So you see what, what it is? I mean, you go back in time, and you see things like the Koosh Ball at $3.99 and Ghostbuster Toys at, at $8.00. And then the Koosh uh, Ball. Pops. You know how that. You know how that became popular. Why the Koosh Ball? No. Because kids with, that had developmental delays with catching, and they had a fear of regular balls. They needed to have the practice. One of the um, therapists put together elastics and cut the ends off, wow. and just strung them all together in the middle. And this was his tool to teach kids how to throw and catch that had that developmental delay. Wow. And it went uh, like crazy, crazy. Because regular kids want to do it because they could catch it. Right. So how about toys that are easy toys? That's the answer. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's all electronics. And the kids aren't going out and playing. Right. And that's part of the problem or part of the solution. But one way or the other, you don't beat them up. You, you, you encourage them, and you be a gentleman while you're doing it. Right, Chuck That's Morrison? It, baby. That's while it. you're enjoying life to the fullest, it's important to be a gentleman. How to be more gentleman-like is Mr. Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me a gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. Gentlemen. And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, we're talking about shopping, holiday shopping. Uh, we're going to talk about the etiquette of grocery shopping, the gentleman way. There's a couple do's and don'ts. We're going to list the top five ways to be a gentleman while shopping. Number one is have your money or credit card ready to pay in line at the register. Oh, my God. Nothing drives me more crazy than that batty old lady. She's got 9,000 too many things. The, the belt's overflowing. She waits until the last item is scanned to start digging through her giant purse 
to get for her the money. checkbook. For she get her literally checkbook. just stood there and watched, did nothing. Right. She didn't know she was going to pay. Right. The remedy, do not wait until you have you hear the total to pull out your card or wallet. Have it ready to go. Start writing the check Start as soon as you get the last thing off the All the you cut. need is the total. All do you I need d- is the do total. Do I say it's mostly women that do that? The guy that would be ungentlemanly of you. It is. It's right. accurate, right. Right. but it's, it's ungentlemanly. All right. Number two, the front of the store is reserved for people who want to move quickly. When you're in the front of the store, this is not the time to walk at a meandering, meandering pace or to conjugate and socialize. Correct. Move along, people. Please. Move in front of the store where along. all those displays are. Whatever. You want to pull your car to the side and look at the display and maybe pick something fine. But these people that just... Buh, 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 buh. I'm out, I go out of my they're mind. They're in no hurry, but I am. Uh, yeah. Speaking of shopping cart etiquette, when you're in the aisle, do not take up the center of the aisle. Move to the left or right to make room for the other shoppers. For me. Be conscious of your surroundings. And don't park in front of the thing that I want. It's <laughs> the other thing. Read my mind. When parking, this drives me nuts. When parking, park your car completely straight in the parking space. All right, make sure there's enough room on the left and right on either side for vehicles to park beside you. Yes. Lastly, put that shopping cart back. There we go. When you're done putting your items away. All right, I learned something. (laughs) Return the shopping cart to the designated parking area. There's one in every aisle or bring it up to the front of the store. And if you want to go above and beyond and be a gentleman, if you see other carts that are nearby, gather them up. You're going in there anyways. Put them away with yours. That's right. much. There yeah. you go. Here we go. There you go. Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair enough? Absolutely. I am, except for the shopping cart thing. I always leave it right in front of my car. Well, I have a gentleman friend about to retire in the cigar industry, Benji Menendez, and I've known Benji for a long time, is retiring December 31st of this year. The 77-year-old served at General Cigar as a senior vice president for Premium Cigars and decided to leave. Um, He has served over six decades in the cigar business. Benji was born in Havana, Cuba, and uh, began his career in the cigar business in Cuba along with his father as managing partner of Menendez Garcia. They owned the H. Upman Factory and makers of Monte Cristo. They owned that until Fidel Castro took power, took it away from them, and he left with $7 in his hand as a very rich man wow. in that country. He left with $7 uh, and uh, began working for General Cigar and Altadas uh, back and forth there for a while. After um, 77 years, he decided to finally retire in the business, and he will be missed. He's a great man and uh, a great guy to talk to, and um, I hope to still see him around. But Benji Menendez retiring from the business. Uh, fond farewell to Benji Menendez, uh, a good man and a uh, great asset to the cigar industry. So we're going to miss him. Uh, If we have time, let's go for news from the asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, 
That's Asylum. In Chambly, Georgia, one Saturday in November, a man plugged his electric car into the exterior outlet of his son's school while the son was taking a tennis lesson. Within minutes of plugging in his electric car, he says the Chambly police officers appeared. They said they were going to charge him with theft because he was taking power that did not belong to him. And the man's argument was he had only drawn about five cents worth of electricity in that 20 minutes. Although the police were quoted as to saying they were not sure how much electricity he stole, he broke the law and he stole something that was not his. Now I can understand if the loser police snatched him up because he was driving an electric car, but not the real police. Come on, people. That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. I kind of agree with it. It's not his to take. <sighs> he pays taxes in that town. You find an outlet, you just plug in. Is that what you do? Yeah, I oh, guess. Oh, it's shady, man. I don't know. What? Literally five cents. I mean, he's not... I don't think it's theft. But he's that guy. Man. He's being that guy. No, no I, his I, battery was dying or whatever. He plugs his car in, you know, kind of an emergency. Uh, an emergency. I wonder if the day will come that we'll have a little credit card thing on an outside plug and you stick your credit card in. and Yeah, charge the five cents. They're not going to charge you five cents. Hey, listen, tell the guy to unplug it. Costs you, it. it costs you fifty for some air in your tire, right? Right. Yeah, free air. Right. Um, tell the guy to unplug it. Don't arre- He actually got arrested. Arrested. It's on his record. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. that's insane. That's way a, too far. Right. Go up and say, listen. Give him a slap in the hand. Yeah. And say, listen. Can buddy, you unplug you the car? You're breaking the law right now. Okay, but to arrest him th- for the five cents. Think about how much money was spent just in the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, really. To process him. Now he's in the system. He's got a blemish on his record because he plugged his car on the outside. I'm not saying it's right, but. I'm saying the police went a little too far. What did you call them, the dummy police? Well, if the loser police were going after him, I could understand. I mean, he's driving an electric guitar. He's a loser. Electric guitar? Electric car. Okay. Made the same mistake. That's that's why I was so clear in the recording there, the electric car. Uh, You're going to see little lock boxes on uh, outside plugs and stuff now. If someone went up to charge their iPhone, would would they be under arrest? Oh, my battery's dying. I'm just going to charge my iPhone. Are you breaking the law? Customer comes in and says, oh, my battery's dead. Do you mind if I plug in? Or if they just plug in, am I going to go up and say, you're stealing electricity? No. Teacher does it during the day, doesn't ask permission, charges their phone at their desk. Are they breaking the law? No. Taxpayers are paying for it. He's a taxpayer in that town. So I'm paying for it, and I don't want to charge that guy. Let that guy charge his electric car. If he had asked someone at the school and they said yes. Is it okay to use Dave's tax money to uh, charge my car? But the someone in the school would have said yes, is my point. Yeah, of course you can charge your car. And what if he comes every single day and does it? That becomes his new plan. Instead of doing it at home, he lives across the street. He comes over there and does it. I'm not disagreeing with you that that it's a little shady, but... To not, be arrested. It's not gentleman like No, it's not. It. It's, it's not, not at all, actually. It's not gentleman It's shady. I'm would telling you, you. But would you have said it if it was his phone? He's plugging in to charge his phone because the battery's dead. That's would the so officer, different. That's so different. It's the same nickel. 
It's the same nickel of electricity. I don't think so. What, what it takes to charge a car? Yeah, man. Lit, I, I read further in the article, and it really was. Because that takes like a special plug. You're just the, talking about an no, outlet. No, it's a regular outlet. No. It, a regular outlet. Really? On the outside. It plugs into a regular outlet, and the uh, experts that this guy was using for his defense said, yeah, his estimation of a nickel for 20 minutes is about right. Imagine, though, fast forward and you see all the cars parked around the school every morning plugging their car in and charging up before <laughs> That's they where go. it's going. If, you're, and open, that's, you're opening the door. That's fine. And that's why the officer should have said, you need to unplug your car. This isn't, this is like gray area. That's where you got it right, but. But not arrest him. No. The but, arresting is where I think it's insane. But it's, you don't know what the guy ended up saying. The hell with you. I'm plugging in. I need uh, you yeah, know, you see? Know, you don't know what happened. Yeah. You don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. You're going to see more of this for sure. So, uh, Cuatro Cinco. That's who we're smoking. Very limited release. You can't get many of these if you see it in your brick-and-mortar store. Pick it up. Give it a try. It's a $13 cigar. It's no and cheap date. a great play for them to make this a true medium-bodied cigar and not go full-bodied like they're known because now anyone can try it. Even if you smoke mild cigars, it's not too strong. And if no. you smoke full-bodied stuff, it's not too mild. It's right down the middle. It is the best Hoya de Nicaragua I've ever smoked. I concur. It is the best I've ever had. So good for them. They did it. I would love if it was a regular release cigar I could go to all the time. If you can make it like this now, why can't you make a regular production this good? Maybe they ran out of oak barrels or the flavor was all absorbed. Maybe. All right. Next week, uh, the new Cigar Journal has arrived. I'm just starting to peek through it. It looks awesome. We're going to go through it next week. And... um, I hear we will not have the results from uh, Cigar Aficionado. It'll be the following week. Okay. So uh, we'll, when we do, when we do get that, we'll beat the hell out of it because it is always a controversial show. I get a lot of trouble doing it because I beat up things for certain reasons. But I love them all. I love the cigar industry. But I, I, I just hope Cigar Aficionado does the right thing and picks something deserving. We had great cigars come out this year. We had a hard time putting Contenders Pack we together ourselves. Did. So pick something that came out this year that's deserving to be the best cigar of the year. We certainly had. Um, so what are you doing? 30 seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. Okay, so that's all the time we have for now. We'll see you next time for Chuck Morrison. Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Quattro Cinco, always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. Bye, everybody.